The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are The Bostonian versus The Book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus The Book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Well, good morning for many of you. Good morning. We normally aren't on this early. What is no. going on, Brigade? It is time for yes. another episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherapin, Matt Peralt. We're live on our YouTube. We're live on Twitter. Replayed on Sirius XM and Sports Grid TV. Early than normal show today. Dave's got a yeah. doctor's appointment, so we're coming in early. This is like a test, though, Dave. See if the brigade's awake. Who's going to be showing up today? Everyone's like, wait, wait, wait. The show's live? Yeah. We're good yeah. to go. Yeah, rubbing their eyes, <laughs> hitting their thing. Wait, the bell's going off. They're getting if you if you're already subscribed to the show, which if you're not, you should. At symbol Boston versus the book on YouTube, you'll get an alert, a bell notification. It says, "Whoa, the boys are live." I got to get in there. I got to get in the chat. We got to get in there. We got stuff to say, people to see, things to do. Yeah. Doctor's appointment today. I couldn't change it. I, I called <laughs> when they call you for the reminder, which, by the way, when you make these appointments a month in advance, a mm. hundred things that we got going on, you forget. Right. So I get the call. It says, you know, the, the number you're like, who is this? Hello. Calling to confirm your appointment Wednesday at 11 o'clock a.m. I'm like, Wednesday at 11 o'clock a.m. What? I got a show to do. She's mm. like, so are you coming or not? Like, you, can I, can we move it back to one? No. How about, can we move it up? Is there any availability? No. All right. I guess we got to move the show. But that's one of the beauties of the BVB. We can move. We can shuck. We can jive. We can pick up and go. We can reel in the brakes. We're here. Well, We're brakes. doing it. <laughs> By the way, can we tell the people we got the confirmation for the 21st and 22nd? Can we tell them? Yeah, uh, it's, on Tell the, him! it's on the bottom line. So we, we can absolutely start start the show with it. We had a really good meeting yesterday with our friends at Resorts World. So we don't have the codes as of yet, but we are going to have codes for you guys to register, to come in and be a part of what's going to be the second ever BVB weekend. That would take place on the Thursday and Friday of the first weekend of March Madness, March 21st and 22nd. We're going to be not actually in the book. We're going to be in a dedicated space that yes. will have all the games Yep. that will have its own bar. Yep. It will have its own food. Yep. And maybe even its own betting station. They're still trying to figure out the logistics yep. of doing that, but there may be a way of just betting on a kiosk. They may set that up for us. Yeah. So hold on on all the individual details, but if you want to start looking at flights, go ahead. You can do that. We will be live at resorts world full information, most likely on roll call Friday. We'll have everything that we can put up and show you the code to use and how to register and everything else. Yeah. But we're going to do it very similarly to how we did it last time. So last time there were two shows without any set itinerary as to what to do. And Dave was right. I wanted to have something more structured. Dave was like, let them do what they want to do and they'll figure it out. 
It's Vegas, and baby. Out, and it turned out to be perfect because you guys got cabanas and you guys did a whole big thing. And it Cabana coincided. Was legendary. That yeah, was and fun. It, it coincided with the Stanley Cup finals. So it just all worked out. This will be March Madness. So the show will be later than normal. It's going to actually be a similar show. It's going to be BVB after dark for the, for the East coast. Prime time. So we're going to have a full recap of all Prime the games time. Thursday and Friday because they want people to have a good time. They, they, they were like, look, we guys do it. Like right now it's 9am in the morning. No one's going to be drinking at 9am in the morning. Nah. It's Vegas, but not typical. So we're going to push it back. So we're going to do the show is most likely around four o'clock Pacific, seven o'clock Eastern. And you'll get a BVB full ramp of all the games that took place. A look at the night games and then also a preview of the games the next day. Oh God. So we'll have a lot to break down, a lot of interviews, a lot of fun stuff to be had. And then after the show is over, we're going to hang with you guys and we'll watch games on Thursday and Friday and then probably into, into Saturday as well. I think, Dave, I, I think, I don't know this, but I think there's a good shot I'm going to stay Friday night. Me too. At, at Resorts World. Yeah, well, a good I shot. Thinking, I was thinking both. I might stay Thursday and Friday. I might. Yeah, I might do you both. Know, I may just do, I don't know. I, mean, I may do one, but I'm definitely going to stay at least one night. I'm going to stay over. I was thinking stay over Friday just because it's easier. You don't have to worry about my whole thing with the, it's the daily juice is the only hook of having to tape it. Where do I tape it? How do I post it? All that stuff. Just run so, home, tape it and come back. Uh, that's a pain in the neck, but yes, I, just stay at least home. Once. I may say twice. I don't know, but I always stay at least once I'll stay uh, at resorts world. So we'll have a good time. We'll have a lot of time to hang out. Everyone's asking about the hats, Dave. I mean, we're talking like everyone is pushing when, 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 how, 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 We'll have an answer at some point very soon. Okay. We'll have a, full we had to get that locked down. Yeah. So that was, that was our first order of business. There may be was a home game for us. And we, we may have other things available during the BVB weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't know about Sunday, but I guarantee you, you will see my face on Saturday at resorts world. So if you're coming into town, it's a three day, two night, three day event. On Thursday, the 21st, Friday, the 22nd, Saturday, the 23rd, for the first weekend of the NCAA tournament, rates are going to be about 20% less if you go through our code. So stick around, right. hold on before this you, code. Pay, yes. before you yes. book anything at Resource World, hold on. But you can start looking at flights to come on out for the second ever BVB weekend happening in March. And I mean, Resorts World loved what you guys did for the first, and that was with two weeks of lead up. Like we didn't talk about anything. It was we had you know, not even two weeks. We had yeah. a week of lead up, and then yeah. we did the show. So now that we have it. over a month to really yeah. get into. The, actually, well, exactly a month because it'll be we March twenty first today. So we, one, so we one right. month from today. Tell them we'll be with you guys. We got an extra day because it's leap year. It's great, and I'll be able to drink because I, I timed this out perfectly for the challenge I'm doing. So mm. I'll be I'll be ready to go. We're going to end it with the Super Bowl. And in between Super Bowl and March Madness, we're getting this thing done. And then I'll be back on. So, you know, I'll be raring to go and excited to kind of hang out with you guys and have some fun. So uh, this is going to be a blast. <laughs> so if you have ever thought about coming to Vegas, you need a reason to come to Vegas. Come by yourself. You don't need to bring people. Okay. Where are your people? If you got to come solo, come solo. Hang out with us. If you have nowhere, if you've always said, man, I want to go to Vegas for the March for, for the first weekend of the tournament. I want to see that madness. Okay. Because it is madness here. This is your invitation. This is your chance to come on out and hang out with us Thursday, Friday, 
21st, 22nd at Resorts World. The best part about it is that you'll come if it's for the first time with a little local guy knowledge with me yep. and Matt, a little sports book knowledge with, with me. We'll be able to get here early, get your app signed up. You know, you'll have the stuff on your phone. You won't have to wait in the lines. You'll have a dedicated area to watch the games with us. The joint is called uh red tail. Yep. And it's, it's, off the corner, like around the corner from the actual place, the nuts book, which you we can walk over and go to and do stuff there as well, see everything. Um, Resorts World's a great location to jettison around and see other places. You could do that. I mean, Butchie, it's in March. On March 21st, the pools are open. It's going to be 85 degrees. You won't need oh, a hoodie bro. here. You won't need a hoodie here. It's it's inside. You might need a hoodie because uh, the AC will be kicking okay, because outside. Yeah, <laughs> the pool usually we are three no weeks. That's the that's the the chamber off. of commerce week of women. Yeah, right. Like every year, somehow, like Super Bowl came and it rained. Yeah, and F one came and it rained. <laughs> I've been here twenty one years and I ain't joking. I'm gonna say. Out of the 21 years I've been here for March Madness, it's been sunny 20 of the years. Like, like, watch the game, go outside, get blasted at the pool, come back in, bet another game, go outside. Like, get guys would come in torched because they ain't seen the sun in <laughs> Iowa for two months. Right. And they come out and it's 86 in clear blue skies and they're sunburnt as could be, putting in their first of 15 bets. Listen, I used to do it myself before I moved here. We called it the clown fest because everybody was a clown. All of my Penn State boys and us, we used to meet up March Madness. We moved it to the second week because the first week, you kind of graduate from first week to second Right, fair. Well, we got a class of BVB 101. That's what we're doing. And everybody's coming. You ain't going to be by yourself. You can be by yourself if you'd like. You can hang out, trying to organize maybe a steak dinner or something otherwise mm. like that. We gotta get together and just go eat. Mm. We did that last time. Mm-hmm. Went to a food court. There's well, a the, tremendous food yeah, court at Resorts World. Right across from the book, there's a gigantic one that's really cool. You could you could go there and everybody can pick out what they want. We all put up six tables together and everybody just has a big meal, you know. And it's not the last dinner; it's the first dinner, and it would be fun. So so. Roger, there's only one Resorts World in Las Vegas. There are multiple Resorts Worlds in the country. Oh, no, no. But there there are three brands within the Resorts World here. Yes. But there's only one one property called Resorts World. Right. But you have three different brands. You have a Hilton, you have Conrad, and there's one other one. And the other one. I forget the other one. But there there are three different operations going on that are there. So, yeah. I mean, so when you stay, you can pick which property inside of resort world you want to stay at. If you're like a Hilton diamond club member or whatever, or if you want to stay at the Conrad, it's up to you where you want to stay, but we will have codes that will take care of all three. So that's going to be, I don't know if they take care of the third one. The third one is that brand that they fly in people on the jets from. Okay. So maybe the second, maybe two or three. Sneak them in the back and they have their own private gaming, like entire room. Right. Stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, we might have a brigade member that, that would <laughs> wants to, wants that, that level, status, but I would bet no. 
Yeah. So we'll have more info on all of that coming, but we wanted to confirm to you guys that yes, today. Yeah. Crawford's thank you very much. That's what that is. Jimmy Jack. You're right. Yeah. It's Crawford's. So, so that we are doing it. It is official. It's on the books. The live show will take place at red tail on resorts world property on the main concourse. It's right by the district entrance. If you know the property off the strip, that's where it is. You walk from the district right in. We're right there. We're you, can, right. you can stare at the actual first sphere, the yes. first little sphere right inside the building. Yeah. So it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Vinny, no worries, man. We'll, we'll, we'll bring you Vegas. We'll bring it to you. So don't stress. Vinny, stay tuned. Yeah. We'll bring it to you. Don't worry. Cause we're coming to the Midwest too. So Midwest. You know. It's if if we do 2024 right, there's going to be at least two, if not three, BVB trips out of Vegas where we're going to be coming to you guys. Yeah. So we have one that's you know we're pretty pretty hopeful that's going to happen, and then this fall we hope to have a couple of them as well lined up. So once people start to see that we go on the road, people will start to go. Wait, you can go on the road? I want that. Come here. And there's a bunch of different places that we'd like to hang out and go. So first is March. Second will be May, and then we'll see if we're in Phoenix for April, which is possible. We're trying to figure out if we're going to the Final Four or not, so we'll do that. Um, Before we get to what happened last night and why am I decked in all blue, you guys probably know, I just have to say something really fast at the top. It came out yesterday that the reason that the parade shooting happened Mm. was over a dirty look. Mm. was over a dirty look. We're so story, soft. When you when you sent it to me, I didn't open the store. I wanted to hear what you had to say. We're so soft. We have such we have lost our way so amazingly as men and Americans that somebody looks at you the wrong way and you open fire. The woman that got killed will be buried in a Harrison Buckner jersey. She was a diehard chief fan. She was so happy to be at that event. She was covering it for her radio station. She was 23 years old. You took her life because somebody looked at you the wrong way. I'm so mad at this. Like this is the story rocked me when we saw it. We were on the air when it was happening. We couldn't believe it. It, Reading the details of it sickened me. And the more that it gets reported on and the court documents come out and the police say the motive was a dirty look. Some guy looked at another guy. He said, what the are you looking at? And they pulled guns. Like, we're not in a movie, guys. This is real life. Yes. Strangers didn't know each other. No prior beef. They didn't know each other. Not not at, at, at this time What the police are reporting that it was not. It was just somebody looked at somebody else the wrong way. Wow. Somebody looked at somebody else the wrong way mm. and we opened fire. I, I, I don't understand an argument. Four males approached Lindell Mays. One of the males asked Lindell Mays, what was he looking at? Because they didn't know him. They began arguing about why they were staring at each other and they pulled guns. Wow. <laughs> I mean, like, Half the kids in the half the people in the hospital are kids. Kids. Like, I don't care. You're a monster. Like, second degree murder. They two of the adults were charged, two juveniles were charged. Throw away the key. 
Like, get out, get him out of society. You've lost your right to walk amongst normal people if this is what you're going to do. I, I don't get it. You can go every other angle you want to go with that. I don't need to get into it. I don't care about gun violence and young people I don't, or, or, you know, easy access to weapons, whatever. I don't care. Kids went to a parade. A 23-year-old woman is dead because somebody looked at another person the wrong way. I I just don't can't, know. It make that makes sense. Everything, everything I do every day, I always go, how do I explain this to the kids? And when I say to kids, I mean a seven-year-old. Like mine is now 10, yours is nine, but I always think of our daughters. And how do I explain this? When they ask, what happened? You go, well, a guy looked at another guy wrong and they pulled out guns and shot each other and all those people in between got it. One person died. She's gone. Because they were mad at each other? I guess. Did they know each other? No. That's how we're settling things. Like, that's how we're like, look at each other wrong and keep walking. Like, I don't understand. You went with a purpose. You left the house that day. Loaded up. Intention, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you brought I'm gonna go an shoot arsenal. Somebody I, 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 I'm bringing an arsenal with me to a parade. Sad man, I, it's that it's it's to have that amount of sorry, will non give a shit about human life. That's it. That I mean, how do you fit? You can't fix that. Mm. If someone's willing to do that, they didn't care about themselves when they left the house. They don't have no one in their life that cares about them because they don't care about anybody else. It's terrible. How do you take your kid to an event nowadays? Like, how do you take, how do you take your, how do I take my nine-year-old to anything like this? Well, I, to, I told you that that was the first reaction that went on in this house was, you know, Jess said out loud, I guess we're never going to another parade. You know, we went to the Stanley Cup parade. It was unbelievably hot. It was unbearably crowded and it was a little bit uncomfortable at a point. But we went and we had a great day. We look back at the pictures now. The girls each brought a friend. It was me and seven girls. And I had a blast. I mean, it was hot as hell, though. But they don't want to do that again. And I got to tell them, look, we can't. You can't change. They win if we don't do that. Right? Fair. No, they win. That's, I mean, that's why I brought Madeline to campus last week. Right. I didn't, I didn't want to. I mean, I told you, she sat there in the car and asked me some really hard questions about, is it safe to go in here? And I was like, this is why we have to do this. Because if I don't, a phobia is going to be creeping up. Right. And you're going to be afraid of college campuses subconsciously. I got, well, let's just, you know, let's, the law of averages state that this won't happen again. So let's just go ahead and, and go. And yes, you're absolutely right. We have to go to these events. We have to go to parades. But as a parent, you have that thing where we are hardwired to protect our children. Right. We will put our own bodies in front of anything to protect our children. No question. And I mean, it's the same thing that happened with the Boston Marathon bombing. Most of the people that got hit by the bomb and the Boston Marathon bombing were looking at the finish line. It happened behind them. The parents right. who lost their legs, the kid, the 10-year-old boy that was killed, he wasn't looking at the people who put that backpack down. They were looking at the finish line. The backpack was put behind them. 
Right. So this is going on. The kids are looking at, they're watching everything. Bang, bang, bang's going off behind them. They get hit before they even know what happened. Like (laughs) you can't, as a parent, you're like, I want to protect you. I can't protect you from things I don't even see. I don't, I I don't know. I didn't know what's happening. It shouldn't even have to occur to you to have to protect your kid at something like that. That's the the sad part about it. Um, And the guys in the chat, I mean, again, thank you for being here. And I know it's an early start. Crowds are coming in a little bit. Jeff Filnuk just came in a chat and said, have a ticketed event in the stadium and fans can go through security. Everyone else can watch a ceremony on TV. It's a good idea. Actually, that's what the Penguins did after they won the first Stanley Cup. They had a big parade. And it was... I mean, the whole city showed up. It was the first one. You remember the first one again? The par- isn't, it, isn't, isn't the parade the, the idea of being on the city street to be you know people hanging out of buildings and hanging out awesome. of windows and was awesome. But the second one, they needed it a little more controlled. It was really it was rainy, terrible, bad weather. So they did it at Three Rivers Stadium and had everybody come in, which was different but just as fun. It was mm-hmm. a celebration. And it led out to, the, you know, they, they went out to the point and did that. There's a way to be done. But the fact that we have to think about it, it's really just terrible. So, sorry. I just had to talk at the top of the Yeah, show get it out. Because Listen, it's just, that's what we do here. Get yeah, it out. I, I'm f- I so fumanly mad like, and right. furious about what, what happened. But go. on a much happier note, at yes. least from my people, here we go. Last night, the Creighton Blue Jays, quote, we ran into a buzzsaw. Wow. Jays take down the number one team in the country for the first time in school history. First time I can remember a court storm. At least it was the biggest one that I can remember for the Creighton Blue Jays, who just absolutely took apart Dan Hurley's team. And Dan Hurley is going to be in some hot water today. We can't play the video because I didn't, I don't have access to it yet. I thought about playing it and I was like, I don't want to get anyone in trouble, but Dan Hurley's walking off the court and he's caught threatening a student. Okay. The head coach of UConn threatened what was said to him. I'll knock your head off. No, what was said to him? Don't know. Don't know. But as a head basketball coach on the road and your team gets destroyed, walk off the court, man. Walk off the court. Just walk off the court. That's easy until they tell you to go. uh, Oh, I'm sure there's more than that. I mean, Omaha people, I told you, it's 19,000 drunk people. Liquored up. Oh, beyond belief. Something was said that shouldn't have been said. One, hundred percent. Two, that would have never been said that he was close to him. He was close to him. Oh, he was. Hurley could. He was close enough to touch him. Hurley could have. No, touched he him wasn't. Anyone. I watched the video. He was. He was, he was right there. Somebody up in the stands. It was. It wasn't. In, Hurley was on the floor. The guy yeah, was in the stands. Right. Right. But he was close. A hundred people in between. I mean, uh, he ain't going up in the stands. No, that's and the true. guy no, knows. No, no, no. Yeah, he the guy's talking a lot of shit. So Hurley's forget about small Hurley guy. getting in trouble. I'm not defending him. Put your head down and walk off. But yes, people are real brave. Of course, Say a lot of stuff. Of but you pay your ticket for that price. You you, you buy a ticket for the Just right because to because you buy a ticket don't mean you get to say whatever oh. you want. And all Hurley did was look up and mouth it to him. It's not making a bigger deal than it is. It was a student, by the way. This is right, yeah, real right, brave. Shut your mouth. Oh, I have no. Win problem with, with grace. Win with grace. Yeah. it's not a Creighton basketball player that did it. It's a fan. Right. Fans, this is what Even fans worse. do. You fans didn't do anything. You don't you think Steeler fans talk hey, trash to blah, people blah, walking blah, off blah, the blah, court? Blah, 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 blah. And he looked up, you know, w- w- I mean, 
If a student said that to a teacher, what would you say? I don't know. It's I'm not paying to go to a basketball game. L, so you pay, you can say whatever you want. And the guy yes. has to just sit there and take it. Yes. As a coach, he can't yes. something back up. You can, you can't threaten them. You can't, you, you can look at him and get him ejected. You he can call, you call it Creighton if you want. He walked off the court. He didn't even oh. break pace. Yeah, no, he stopped. He stopped and looked at him and pointed at him. He didn't stop. He looked up as he was walking and said it. I watched the video this morning. No. I was going to post it. I'm totally, I love this. It shows you, as I told you yesterday, Coach Mack owns Hurley. He lost, he, he, he lost last time in, in stores. They killed him. And I was like, you know what? I was like, Mac does not lose to Hurley often. It's just something about the way these teams play. It was not an easy bet to make, but you could see it. They beat Marquette by 28 points, and then they had to fly to Siberia. Okay, if you're an East Coast kid, you're flying to Omaha, Nebraska. It's so cold. You get off the plane. You're like, where the hell am I? Why am I playing basketball here? And you walk into a 19,000 screaming venue that people have been drinking. Literally people were drinking the entire afternoon, getting ready for it. I mean, it was, that was the basketball game of the year and the Jays couldn't miss. I mean, they started, they, they started off slow and they couldn't miss. I was so impressed with, um, and I was on sports grid with Wetzel and we talked about this game and his black cloud play of the night, which is the can't lose. Why is this line? This was UConn. And I laughed. I said, it's dead. He's like, what do you mean? I said, well, you, you find these ones and it's it's probably dead. So we're watching a game. The Not only were they knocking down the threes, and when they knocked down threes, they could beat anybody in the country on any night. Correct. There's no question. Agreed. They were getting open looks, P-Roll. They were open looks. And 55 wasn't even a factor. It didn't even need to be hit. It was everybody else. I forget the kid's name. That averaged two points a game. He had 10. I oh, Jalen Green. Uh, Jason Green. Yeah. I mean, the, the kid, did, he had two threes. First two threes of the year. <laughs> I mean, when those things are going in, yeah. I mean, it, it was just what it was just their night. Like, it's just, you just tip the cap and go, it's your night. Because you got that kid coming off the bench who doesn't hit threes. He hit two of them. Ashworth could miss. And I, and I take back, I'll take all the slander. Anybody from Creighton wants to hammer me for my comments about Steven Ashworth. Go ahead. Because I watched him all of the year going, they're in trouble. Point guard plays a big problem. He can't guard. He's If he's not hitting shots, he hit everything. He played great. He was unbelievable. He's played that great. That was his season. best game? Yeah, six games in a row, though. That was his pinnacle game. But he's been playing very well over the last six games for the Jays. And really, he had to be great because he mentioned Baylor Shireman did nothing in the first half. I think he went up with like eight points overall. He was He was nothing. But this is a good point by Mike. You want to know why the Jays were so pissed off? I mean, I, I'm personally, I love this, but this is what happens when, you know, social media man- managers get going here and they post things. Hold on, let me pull that down. Um, oh, <laughs> th- this is the first, the, the first is, uh, shoot, sorry. So the first tweet back on the 17th of January, Huskies win and they put up corn for win <laughs> Jay's fired back last night, harvested a win Jay's win. And I don't know if you can read it, but he said, take an ear of corn on the way out. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, so this is when social no. media managers go back and forth. I'm here for this rivalry, man. 
because oh, as it. as everybody knows, F UConn to me. I, I I am all in on this. This is perfect for me. This wasn't That's even great. planned. But the Creighton Blue Jays have a rivalry with the UConn Huskies. Didn't see it coming, but I am 100% here for it. My other team, my alma mater, couldn't get into it because they wouldn't play them. So now they playing each other in the same conference and the Jays get the first win in school history against a number one team. Hurley ripped his players in the post-game press conference. I was shocked. That's exactly what UConn needed. They Agreed. needed to get, they needed an, an ass whooping and they got it. I mean, this stat How do you state a big kid's name? Kalkbrenner? Kalkbrenner, yep. Mm-hmm. He looked more forceful. He looked more confident on the defensive end. Agreed. He That's was where he is. swatting guys. Yeah. 19 straight road losses. The last yeah. time UConn yeah. won a game against a ranked team on the road was 2014. They've lost 19 straight road games against ranked opponents. That's a weird stat. And the crazy thing about that is they won, they've won two national championships. I was in say that. they have two national championships. In that time. Those road wins don't count as... It don't matter. Well, don't, you, you play neutral. You don't play on the road of the tournament. So it doesn't right. matter. I mean, but it's just a remarkable thing that you know, shows you how hard it is to win on the road in college basketball just generationally, not just this year, but you know, almost every year. And UConn just has a really tough time. 19 straight losses against a ranked opponent is... Whew. They got to play um, the rest of their schedule. I went through it. They're going to be favored in every game. The last second last game in the season for UConn is at Marquette. Um, Jimmy Jack, what are you talking about? Like you're making ridiculous comments. Like, what do you mean they're going to have to play? They play, played that way this year before. Like, go through it. Okay. The Jays, every loss they've had is by a combined 28 points. They they can play that well. It's the, the difference is that UConn had zero interest in that game. That's why oh, I don't early. think they had, I think they had all interest. I don't I, I I totally disagree with that. They couldn't do anything. Creighton played defensively a championship game. Agreed, but they I mean the Jays held them to 62 points in stores. They just missed everything and lost 62-48. So I I mean I thought the game if they held them under 70 the Jays were going to win. I didn't think they score 85. That was the I was like holy crap. That yeah. was the difference is that they hit everything. Yeah. And UConn's defensive effort was completely lackluster. I mean, I, to a man, they looked in the second half defeated. I thought UConn was going to come out. I bet eight in game. I'm like, okay, Hurley's going to get in their butt at halftime. They're going to come out with fire and they're going to make this a game. I thought the Jays would still win, but I thought it would be close. Exact opposite happened. The second I, half start was perfect yeah. for Creighton. They came out, hit a three, stopped, hit another three. It was like, whoa. They just expanded this lead six, and then it went from there. UConn got it down to eight at the end, and um, then it, I mean, would it finish 15? Yeah, see you later. It's awesome, too, because this this is something I learned about the Midwest. If you're an East Coast person and you bring up corn to folks in the Midwest, it pisses them off if they live in a metropolitan area. Oh like yeah. If you, if you live in Indianapolis, if you live in Omaha, if you live in Milwaukee, if you live in Kansas City and you reference and you're an East Coast person and you reference corn and you talk about cornfields and talk about tumbleweeds and whatnot, it pisses them off. Like they oh, yeah. they get really really sensitive to it and they're like, "Hey man, we got everything you got. Don't you dare 
make that good. So that when UConn did that, that really pissed off a lot of people. And it's good. I mean, this is UConn against Creighton in the Big East championship game would be money if it happened in New York. In the Big East championship. Yeah. If they, if, if they play each other. They, now, we'll see what they rank, what they wind up going. UConn's going to win the win the division and win the conference. So they'll be the one seed. We'll see where the Jays wind up. Got a bunch of games left to figure out who's going to be the two, three, four. But if they could play each other in the Big East final in New York City, because the Jays, tr- their fans travel to New York. They love to go because they started going to St. Yeah, Louis at the time. Fans don't handicap the game. Like, it, that, no, but what I mean, it's not that matters. No, it doesn't matter because UConn normally has a very large home court advantage in New York. When they play in MSG, it's almost always heavily UConn. And in the biggest tournament, you will see a lot. I mean, thousands of Creighton fans will be in New York for that event. And it'll be fun. It'll be a really fun final if it's UConn against Creighton for the Big East Championship. I'd be interested to see um, between those two, Marquette. The Big East is going to be a very entertaining trip in New York. It's going to be that's 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 going to be fun. Um, The futures didn't move much. Forty to one. That's our book still. Yeah, which is not. Completely shocking, but somewhat shocking. But it's a home win. So it's not like it's, you know, you go there and win. If you if they beat UConn like that at UConn, maybe it might have moved some stuff. But definitely. Well, win. I mean, I don't even know it moved a little bit, but like I wouldn't move it. Played a perfect game. It was, it was that that is exactly what you needed to see if you like Creighton, if you back mm-hmm. Creighton, if you have a future ticket on Creighton, you know that one's in the in the back pocket. They can pull that one out when they need to um, and have one of those nights in a big spot, they can, they can get to the final four. That would be, that would be, well, there were one possession from it last year. I know. So, so, I mean, they, I mean, we made the elite eight last year, draw matters, who they play matters. And look, when you are getting 39% of your points from behind the three point line, if you have an off night, you can get bounced by anybody in the tournament, like anybody. I mean, you can get beat by a 15 seed if you're not careful. So it is a make or miss game, but the Jays are a make or miss team. And that was the A side. We've seen games where it's been the F side and it was against UConn where they couldn't hit anything and scored 48 points. They scored more. So they scored 45 points in the first half against UConn. Right. Last night. Last night. They scored 48 points in for the game. In stores. In stores. Yeah. So to give you an idea of just how prolific the first half was for the Jays and just, you know, the effort for UConn defensively just really wasn't there. But then <laughs> this thing came out after the game, which was Lord. tremendous because you commented, Jeffrey Benson commented, and this came out from some guy named Wes Rucker saying, Vegas knew the line tonight. It almost always knows. I thought it was too low. It wasn't. Yeah. And everyone came Thanks, Wes. <laughs> with Vegas new. Did Vegas know that Iowa was going to be a nine point dog at Michigan state last night and win outright? Kind of a bad number. No, <laughs> I mean, no, I don't think so. No, I, I don't know. I, I, I they they thought Michigan so. state was going to kill Iowa and they lost outright. So yeah. did Vegas know? No. When did Vegas find out? I'm trying to figure out. I mean, let's let let's 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 like when we were at the Super Bowl, I said to to Jack, Jack, I said, I'm gonna look right to camera, Jack, put me on the ISO. Here we go. I don't know if you can put me on an ISO right I now. I'm gonna look know. you right in the eyes and say, Nobody knows shit. Okay. <laughs> Period. 
especially Vegas, all right? Because for three weeks in a row, well, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was three weeks in a row in the playoffs with the biggest handle, in the biggest handle sport. Vegas had Patrick Mahomes as a dog at Buffalo. How'd that work out? You know shit then? Second chance. Let's go to Baltimore. Let's make the line bigger. Don't worry about it. Vegas knows. Oh, wait a second. Chiefs won again? They're going to the Super Bowl. Maybe, maybe if you know, you don't know. San Francisco's favorite in the Super Bowl. And all the people flew in, the bags, the helicopters, all that sharp money came in. They knew. We knew. Talked about San Francisco. They're going to win. San Francisco's favorite. Guys like Sean Perry at Circa bet a million dollars. Million dollars on San Francisco. Got to play the games, boys and girls. The line is a line for a reason. Afterward, you go, oh, Vegas knows. Vegas does know. Nightclubs and great food options. Not who's going to win the games. Thank you, One Star Goroff. Thank you. Please, calm down. Stop saying Vegas knows. Please, you sound silly when you say it. That's all I'm saying. Stop saying it. It's a way of excusing your bad bet because, look, I don't believe in bet percentages. I don't believe in bet, you know, money's here, money's there. But if you, you know, if everyone's saying the same thing, I tend to believe it. Every book was saying that 90% of the bets and money were on UConn last night. Of course. Everybody was on UConn. So the way you excuse that you ran with the Buffaloes off the cliff is by saying, oh, well, Vegas, it was a trap. Yeah, Vegas laid the trap. Oh, the trap. Yeah, the trap the, the trap number. They oh. laid that sneakily. UConn coming off of a major win. It's fun when... I remember when I got in the space and I remember talking to people and I was betting every... I started betting every day, you know, almost four years ago now. And people were saying to me, like... Once you get into this, you start to see patterns. Now, the pattern doesn't always hold, but you start to see patterns. And the more that a, a team gets publicized, the more the team gets talked about, and the more people start to talk about them as, remember yesterday, front page of ESPN.com, would you take UConn or the field to win the national championship? Yes. It was on the front page of ESPN.com. So you're talking, you know, every day, People are going to that website and they're reading headlines and they see that headline front and center and they're like, UConn's only a two-point favorite yep. on the road? Yep. The best team in college basketball. Creighton yep. Blue Jays haven't been good at all. They've lost games that they really shouldn't have lost. Give me UConn. Oh, God, they're going to kill them. You know what I didn't realize is like how not jaded or slanted or or but how much UConn and ESPN are really – like really right like this lockstep to get like they're in they're like stores in Bristol are like I, I think it's like 30 minutes apart. Neighbors. Yeah, it's really close. There's a lot of people. Yeah. There within that campus and stuff. That worked that there. Oh yeah. Went to school at UConn and went to you went to work at Bristol. Oh yeah. hundred uh, percent. Uh, oh, and UConn's really good. That. They love talking up UConn. 100%. Oh my lord. Yes. Oh. 
hundred percent. It's all, it's all, it's just, again, there's just certain things you start, there's patterns you start to see. And, and, you know, Dan Hurley has a tough time beating coach McDermott and, you know, he was walking into in a really tough. I don't know who would have beat Creighton last night. I don't know if there was a team that would have beat Creighton last night. The way it's they fair. Played. They played Arizona. I think a team like game. Arizona who could run with them and get to the rim. They couldn't get to the rim last night. No, nope. I mean, Cockrenner just stopped everything. I mean, he, he was an eraser. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And so you had to hit threes. They weren't hitting threes or get out to get him tired to run him up and down the court. And that didn't happen. So you, you were, you know, two-time defensive player of the year in the big East, Ryan Cockbrenner in the paint, stopping every rim run that you have. And so you have to shoot jump shots. authority. I mean, they were trying to take it to the hoop and he was ripping it off the top of their hand and kicking it out for an odd man rush down the other side and overlook three. And they were making it. He's seven one. He's a legitimate seven one. You just and this is where Coach Mack is a big he man didn't coach. Play like that when we were we were five feet from him. Oh no! He when he said game, he played with soft. one of us. Made me think this guy ain't even gonna make it in the league. He's soft. He can play soft though. I mean, that was the thing. I mean, wow. I showed you. The, I was texting with people last night. I showed you one of the text messages. Yeah. Going, How the hell did this team lose to UNLV? Oh my god! It's a great question. Ah. <laughs> It's, it's it's a great question. How did Creighton lose to UNLV that badly? It's college basketball, right? It's oh. the thing that doesn't make any sense. It's why you can't do like this team beat this team that you know to get to this. You know, two plus two does not equal four in college basketball. Hell, this is <laughs> you're not good at the math, but this math doesn't add up. We saw them lose as a double digit favorite here at the Dollar Loan Center, which wasn't even UNLV's home court. Then they go and get destroyed at stores, lose by over 20. No, it was 12, but they were down by 20. Well, they were down. Da- oh, lost by 14. 12? I thought it was yeah. 22. Okay. 60, it was 62-48, the final. Okay, so they lose by 14 there. Yeah. And then come home and win by that amount. Right. <laughs> Tell me how to handicap this stuff is really interesting. Vegas, just put up the number, take the bets. Good luck. Who's who's not a sleeper? The Jays? No, the Jays are never really a sleeper. I mean, I wouldn't say that they're they're ever a sleeper. But oh, I think you're right about that. Now, I think a lot of people have forgot the Jays made the Elite Eight last year. Yes, I do think that's true. It gave them reason to forget with the beginning Fair. of the season. Fair, I, I, absolutely. Uh, will Cockbrenner be a first rounder? I don't think so. No, I, I think he's a G League prospect. I, I don't think he's. I think he's a guy. Because of the way the NBA is playing right now, if you're not a seven footer who can shoot threes consistently, you're not really on the floor. So like he's not Porzingis, like he can protect the rim, but that's not enough in the NBA. It's great in Europe. He'll make a ton of money overseas. I just don't think he, I don't think he's a, I mean, he might get picked in the second round. I'd say maybe he's a project. If you draft him, he's a, he's a project and, and probably a pretty long-term project. Seven foot one. I mean, you gotta get you gotta get an opportunity somewhere. No, maybe. I mean, he's seven foot one who can run. I mean, that's the thing. But like, no one in the NBA for seven footers plays back to the basket. He's not. He's put on a lot of muscle over the years, but he hasn't. He's still not that strong. Right. He's not going to look great last night. That I mean, was. Can you imagine I, like I so impressed. Impressed. But Can you imagine guarding Embiid? Like, think about that. Like, you, would you put Ryan Cockburn well, right now? I mean, oh. I don't know if I could do it ever. <laughs> like, I just, I, I don't think he's got that type of ability he to do that. So young. 
he does in the face. Because he is young. He's 20. 21. I know. But I mean, like when we saw him in person, I was like, this kid is nothing looks correct. Right. Like no, he's, not, like, he's not one of those guys that like you look at and you're like, damn, that's a mean player. Like you're no, scared. no, he's not even no played with an edge last night, though. I was so he bad. does, and he can do that when he gets pissed off. He can play with an edge, or oh, if he gets great, or if Mac man, I've seen Mac challenge him. And when Mac really, and I guarantee you, all week leading up to that game in practice, Mac challenged him, saying, This yeah. is your game, you must be the best player on the floor, right? And at least defensively. And yeah, he, he was unbelievable. And then Ashford just, I mean, he took, when he hit that three from like 10 feet behind the three-point line, I was like, all right, it's their night. Like, it's there. They're hitting that shot. Like, that's just where you put your hands up and go, tip your hat. You guys it win. Was, there was no doubt. And like, when I'm on the air on SportsGrid, I can't have the audio on. So I didn't hear it, but I could see it. Yeah. And then I, on breaks, I would turn the audio on. And you could hear... The crowd was like a like a like a first. It was you know I mean they were geeked up to start, but as right. that started rolling in the first half, each three got louder. Each three like and then it's a crush. I was on the sound. phone with you towards the end of the game after I got off the air, and you're like they never stormed the court. Not now on the broadcast they mentioned two times that in 2020 that it happened pre-COVID, like right before the COVID year. And they went to because the Jays were the last game to play. If you guys remember, the last college basketball game to play before COVID shut the world down was the Creighton game in the Big East tournament. They're at halftime. They're losing at halftime. I was on the Jays. They're losing at halftime. And they said, that's when the positive test came out for Rudy Gobert. And they said, stop. We're not playing this. Go home. Everyone leave. And they sent sent everybody home. Yeah. So I guess it happened. I guess guess it happened that that season. I don't remember it. And then I guess it happened in 2012. They said during a bracket buster game. And I do remember the bracket buster but I don't remember the court storm. So I've been covering them since 2005. Uh, that, 2012, you were still there, right? I was. I wasn't there. I was actually back in Boston, but I was running the rival site. So oh, I was okay. back home okay. in Boston, but I was okay. still doing rivals. I was still coming out here to Vegas to either do recruiting and whatnot. Okay. So it was, it was, you know, I still was very attached to the program. Right. But I don't remember the court storm. That will be, I, I've told all my, I got two guys who shoot, pictures it's like someone's got to get me a wide angle shot of that court storm like i need that in my house i need those guys were organizing they were trying to get down and everybody was i was like oh here they go i mean i need a big f yukon right on my right right across the front of it with a court storm and the score i i want to design this myself i want to frame it and put it in my house and go that is the first ever victory over a number one number one ranked team and it happened to be yukon as a chef's kiss, as the universe raining oh, prosperity down on me for right now for that. It was so fun. And it was, I'm just happy for coach Mac. I'm happy for coach Mac. I'm happy for, you know, people were very, I mean, that, that UNLV loss stung. I mean, people were really concerned about what the season was going to look like. They come out here, they laid a massive egg. Ooh. They, they weren't physical. They got pushed around. But you remember how cool coach Mac was after the game? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, Everyone knew to not ask him really much questions because there was nothing to say. It was just a stinker. Yeah. And, you know, he said, we didn't play good. Like, it was so – the perception outside of that game was probably one thing. But, I mean, being there five feet from the bench, which was awesome. We sat right next to their bench. We went in and listened to him to answer two or three questions and fist bump you on the way out and see you later. He was so calm. I'm like – 
guy got it. Like oh. he, he's he's great. last night his post game press conference post game comment to the to the to the team they put it out on their on on, on Creighton social media. He had two former players, one kid named Marcus Foster in the locker room who had come back to be a part of it, and he pointed back there and said, "You guys have built onto what these two guys and others laid the foundation." for us to get here. This was a transfer. This, this was a generational win, but it was done thanks to the hard work done by the previous guys who right. came in. Right. I interviewed Marcus Foster here in Vegas in 2013, oh. in the summer of 2013. Oh. I, it was, I was like, wow, Marcus Foster. I, it was one of the first videos I'd ever shot for my rival site was oh. with, with, with Marcus Foster. It was just a weird moment for me, like total, like come full circle 11 years after I interviewed him here in Vegas. Right. He's in the Creighton locker room after, you know, after a number one team goes down in Omaha for the first time in school history. And I'm living in Vegas. <laughs> I'm now sitting here in the city in which I interviewed wow. him. So just a weird, wild, like, yeah. Universe thing. I got, I, I sent the video to coach Mac and I was like, this is, this is 2013. This was like a lifetime ago that this, that this happened, but it was really cool to see Marcus Foster in the locker room. And that's, I mean, coach Mac is that type of guy. He's an incredible leader of men and look, his son's in the NBA. His son's been in the NBA for a long time. His son was, you know, one of the greatest college basketball players to ever play that. And the guy that no one saw coming no one even recruited him. And Doug McDermott went down as one of the greatest college players to ever play the game, which is still crazy to say, but it's true. And Doug helped the Jays become a legitimate power five, whatever we're going to call the big East. I mean, it's, it, power five is a football term, but the Jays were going into from the Valley into the big East, right? Big jump. Yeah. It could have gone South. It could have gone recruiting yeah. could have gone down the toilet. And instead, they made multiple runs in the NCAA tournament and lost to Duke and lost to North Carolina. But they proved that they belonged as a program Definitely. in the Big East. And last night's win, I guarantee you, Bruce Rasmussen, the former athletic director, the guy who hired Coach Mack, was sitting back and smiling, going, that's what we knew would happen. We knew we'd get to that point. It's fantastic so, when you get to that point. Like, yeah. it, and it's you know, there's a lot of work to be done, but that was a big step. And like, it's saying, one win, yeah, though. I mean, I mean, people game. are saying in the chat, people said to me, you know, say it's one win. You're absolutely right. And I, I give credit to Baylor Sharman. That's exactly what Baylor said after the game. He said, "Look, it's one win. Okay, this is unbelievable, but like, we didn't win anything. <laughs> like, we we beat the number one team for the first time ever. But like, the goals for the team are now they've been raised, but." They got a lot left to do. Like the, the year is not over yet by any means. They can't go back out next week, you know, next game on Sunday and get killed. No. They got to play. They got to be good again. So that's the, that's the letdown spot. There was a couple other letdown spots, maybe in college basketball last night with ranked teams yeah. losing on the road. Take much from either one of those? Not really. I mean, I think I, I learned more about BYU. And their win over Baylor, they did about Baylor losing. I mean, I was on both BYU and Utah State, but Utah State right. now they're they're not ranked, but they're they're in first in the Mountain West Conference. Yeah, a conference that could get five teams in the dance. They said on the broadcast six. Okay, they make it six. Six teams right now. So Nevada, Nevada is have them in. The, yeah, right. Nevada's the swing, right? Yeah. Their bubble, big time bubble. But if Nevada plays their way six. in, they get six teams in. The ACC may only have four. 
Mountain West Conference may have two more teams in the ACC get in the into the tournament. It's been a banner year for the Mountain West Conference. I mean, I am 100% going to the Mountain West Conference tournament here in town. Like, I can't wait to watch that get played at Thomas and Mac. It's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Wars. That, that week, they're, like, we're going to be able to, to stealth. I can't wait. I'm going to do what I did last year. I'm going to go to a bunch of games. Kylie's not here to go with me. So as long as, uh, I mean... Problem is sometimes those games start late and it's a school night. We can't take the kids, but that's fine. We'll just go, you know, right. hopefully blue, it shows up again. We'll zip around, <laughs> go to a couple games. That'll be fun. Yeah. It's, it's a good point. Yeah. Jada, good point. Baylor's got Houston on Saturday. He may have been a look ahead spot. Yeah. I, I faded, I faded Baylor, but yeah, they got a huge game against Houston coming up this weekend. So, and yes, this is hundred percent true. Anything this year. I mean, anything oh, can happen this year. It's going to be awesome. Nikki. It's going to yeah. be Awesome. This is going to be so fun. This March Madness. I can't wait. All right, let's go to the, the college football story of the day. Five, seven model was approved unanimously last night. Yep. You good with it? Top five conference champions as of, as they are ranked by the play by the playoff committee, they are automatically in the other seven get at large bids. Yeah. It is what it is, right? You got to. You're a Big Ten. Doing. Guy, so I'm, I'm waiting for the Big Ten answer of the SEC Invitational because we're already seeing this saying it's going to be the SEC Invitational. It was always going to be. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's 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 uh, nothing is surprising about any of this, is it? Like I, this is what they said they were going to do. They went away from the six and six. Well, that's because the Pac-12 seven. In fact, the, the, the Pac-12 screwed that up. Like, right? They were going to have six and six, but then the Pac-12 right. did what they did. Decided to kill their conference, so kind of left them. You can't have Oregon State. The what Mac- happens when the ACC kills its conference? And we, while we're doing this, is we do fair that too. rid of that, and then I mean, it's all changing. The ability to accept change or just roll with it. Mm. is one of the keys to life. This is one of the ones. I mean, college football is going to be very different. We're going to have home game playoff games. I love it. That I love. That I love. Love. It's going to be outstanding. I can't wait to have, like, if Penn State hosts a home playoff game in in late December or January, it's going to be absolutely freezing. Especially, yeah, right. Especially if you get a warm weather school to go up there, right? Like, Imagine like Penn State whiteout in a blizzard gets dropped on an SEC school. Right. And here comes uh, here comes LSU. Right. Come on up, boys. <laughs> Florida, we'll LSU. Right. We'll pick you up at the airport with the fans. Right. Just make sure the heater's on because <laughs> once you get out, ain't going to be no heat. I mean, those are going to be fun games. Those the, That is going to be great. The calendar for sports is changing forever. January is going to be crazy. We used to like kind of ease like down in December, right? We're we're just, you know, the conference championships game happened. We sit for a week, nothing happens. We start right. with those crap bowl games, nothing yep. happens. And we build up to New Year's Eve and the playoff games and the other bowl games. Now, huh, everything's ramping up. The NFL season is going down at the end. And college football is going until late January. January 20th, I believe the title game is next year. Um, yeah, we're going to have to schedule vacation in February next year or something after the Super Bowl. It's going to be exhausting, but fun. Oh, for content, for books, the, the, the whole, the whole thing's going to change. 
December's a down month, right? Not anymore. <laughs> Hell no. Not anymore. And the January numbers are going to be changed forever. I can't wait till all these, you know, reports come out about handles up in January compared to last year. Oh, to way up. Playing more meaningful football games. Yeah. What do you think the handle is going to be like in comparison to a divisional playoff game for a college football playoff game? Oh, it's going to be uh, got to be competitive. Okay. Alabama against Liberty laying 27. That ain't going to, you know, that's nothing. But give me a meaningful playoff game like we had this year. You know, those two games we had, Alabama, Michigan, and uh, Washington, Texas, gigantic handle, monster, gargantuan. We get that three times. Well, that's what I mean. I think it's. Oh. I think because we have an extra game, I think we have an extra time to watch. So I wonder if the national championship handle, it's always gigantic, but I just wonder if more casual people get involved in December and January, because the lead up is going to be different. Like we, we normally have semifinal games two, wait a week, play one. Now we're playing four, four, two, one. Like, now we're playing. I mean, we're playing a lot of games here. If someone gets hot, you could have four games. The team's going to play to get to the championship. The little guy has no shot, not in football, but you know what though? We talked about this. The Patriots went on the road. They got killed against the bears when they got there, but they were the first team to win three road playoff games. And they got to the championship game. We Steelers may have the Steelers won it. They won a Super Bowl that way. They okay. went on the road and they, they started in Denver and won so, three road I know games it's not apples to apples because it's college football, but like if it's you are a close. team, they don't well, think have about it though. Nearly the depth, P. Rolt. There's no chance if a team pulls a big upset in the first round, yeah, there's no way they're winning the second one and definitely not winning the third one. They just won't do it. I don't no know. Second one, I'm going to push back. Third one, you're probably right. But the second one, I don't know. Because hypothetically, like say you're the nine seed, right? And you're an underachieving SEC school. Like say you're like Missouri and everything comes everything comes together for those games. You were kind of kicking and kicking and scuffling and all of a sudden for a month, everything goes your way and you lock in. Like we're going to see those types of teams. Like we're going to see maybe not brand names, but like good football teams in power conferences that are middle of the pack or top tier, top four, big 10 sec, big 12, like an Iowa state, like an Iowa state could go in three games on the road. They could, I mean, teams like that, that are, that have good coaching when they had Brock Purdy or player like Brock Purdy, you've got like borderline NFL talent, and you go and you get every break. You, you just go on the road and, you know, the, the biggest problem is going to be if you're talking like a Mountain West Conference team, like a Boise State or like a San Diego State or something like that. They've mm-hmm. got no shot. Like, I'm with you there. They got they, they have no shot to go in three road games in a row. I don't think so. Well, I guess I one road and then neutral, neutral. No, one road, two road. And then one, one road. Two, two, neutral, no, two road. Neutral. Two road, right? First round only. Semifinals. So, so they go from four with a bye. Yeah. And eight play. And then there's eight left and they start playing at the bowl games. And then they play four left. So there's seven bowl. There's seven neutral site games. I thought there were only three neutral site games. Not now. There's a whole nother round. Yeah. Are you sure? I think that I think 
the second round is still like, if you're a top team, you still play a home game. Like if you're the one seed, right? You get a buy, you play at home the next game. A team's already played, but you get a, you get a home game and then you go play the two, one neutral. Wow. I think that I, I chat pull that if you could, because I think that, because I think that's what, I think that's what happens because you get, you're going to get a, cause you win your conference, you get a home game. There's, there's 12 teams, four teams with buys. You play eight where the lower seed has a home game. Right. And then the four teams with buys are all conference champions. They get a home game. Oh God. So you get two, two weeks of home environments. Yes. And then we go to neutral for the semifinal final. Wow. I guess they found the money and the time <laughs> for the kids to travel. <laughs> the NCAA is so full of shit. Of course. I mean, but it's, it's, the Big it's, Ten it's and the SEC are doing this like collab where they're coming together and they're asking for all these big demands saying like, we want this because we have the money. We have the eyeballs. We have everything that we want right now. So we'll walk unless you give it to us. It's funny because the Big Ten knows that the SEC is going to get preferential treatment from the committee. And so they're, they're having all these like, we're in bed with you, but only for right now, because eventually we're going to get pissed off because like it's going to be Ohio State and Michigan every year. And then Penn State's going to get left out and people are going to be like, that's a joke. Or Iowa's going to get left out and they're going to get all ticked off. And five SEC teams are going to get in and two Big Ten teams are going to get in. What happens to the other bowl games now? Well, that's the thing. They want contraction. They want them, they want them to go away. Well, the, does does the the, the Duke's Mayo Bowl want to go away? No, of course they don't. But how many conferences are going to have enough teams? Oh, wait. Okay. Hold on. Dave, I think Dave, quarterfinals and semifinals are at the New Year's Six Bowl sites. Okay. So you're right. I'm wrong. So you don't get, so if you're a one seed, you don't get a home game. You get a bye. It's more important. Yeah. Wow. You get to go play two nice places. Bowl yeah. Jadal. So if, if, if you're a top four seed, you're going to buy a no home field advantage. Yeah. I don't know. That would piss me off. That's a lot of money, man. If you're Alabama, Ohio you State, Michigan, you still you get don't. the money. You no. get a trip out of it. Yeah, but you don't get the money that comes from parking, from some concessions, from hotels. You don't get the same a home playoff game. You at, get at paid the, without having to put that on. How about I mean, that? You pay That's to right. go to the game. So the quarterfinals are neutral. You're going to ask teams, their fans, to travel three times to the championship. If Three you go times. on that ride, three trips. Wow. Yeah. That seems like changes. a mistake. How do you pick me. your game? So that's you just know? that was just to placate the New Year's Six Bowl games when they were worried about getting left out. That's what I mean. There's a lot of business going on. The NCA is completely full of shit. They didn't have money before. Now they're going to do this. I mean, stop. But I, I'm but remember, though, genuinely hold on. concerned just, just about to keep, just to be accurate. The NCAA does not run the college football playoffs. Well, the college football playoffs—they're full of shit. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is, it's different. But everybody's got all the money. They, they, when they again, when they tell you they don't have the money, they just don't have the money for you. They, they wow. got the money for what they want. So they got this set up. Duke's Mayo Bowl. More people know about Duke's Mayo from that bowl game than any advertisement they ever did in their life. Have you ever had Duke's Mayo, by the way. 
I hate mayonnaise. Oh, I, I like mayo. It's di- it's different. It's different type of mayo. It's spicier. It's got a kick really? to it. Really? Southern kick to it. Yeah. That's why it's a Southern thing. I have to try it if, if it's got a little. Well, if you don't like mayo, you're not going to like it, though. The consist- it's still the consistency of may- mayonnaise. It's still, you know, it's right. still there. Wow. But, I thought, I thought if you had, I thought it went two, one. No. It changes my opinion a little bit. You don't like it as much? No, I don't like it as much. Cause I was really, I was looking forward to the top four seeds having home field. Cause I thought it would be a much more fun game to bet on a neutral field. That feels a little bit more. Eh. Oh, what do you mean? I say, I love that. I think it's more likely for an upset to happen in the quarterfinals on a neutral. I don't like Great that. Great for the books. Yeah, fine. I don't Great like that. Great for the books. I don't like that. <laughs> I, Great. Par- I want a money line parlay all four top seeds. Hell no. <laughs> Not that week, son. <laughs> it's a lot easier. Mm-mm. So, yeah, it's, it's look, a power five team that is on a neutral, the four seed, I'd be, I'd be wary. Playing a five seed on a neutral? Right, I'd be I'd be wary of that game. That wouldn't make me feel comfortable at all. But if, I, if I'm a four seed and I'm hosting the five seed at my place, why? Well, all right, I feel much more comfortable with that. <laughs> Here we go. I don't like chicken salad. Do you like chicken salad? I do like chicken salad. Have you seen, by the way, the the, the viral guy going around who is eating raw chicken every day for lunch? Raw chicken? Yeah, maybe one of those might be the most foul thing I've seen on the internet in a long time. What the hell would you occur to you to even eat raw chicken for? He's eating you between get the uh, salmonella from that. You can absolutely, yes. <laughs> He's eating raw chicken. It's like it's a, it's going everywhere on the internet. This guy every day for lunch is eating a raw chicken breast. It's foul, <laughs> like absolutely disgusting. <laughs> one of the worst things I've seen on the internet in a long time. Like, what's the end goal in that? Dying. I'm going to eat a Death. raw chicken breast every to be, day on to be famous, to be famous. I'm going to eat every day. How long till I'm dead? Cause I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Of, I'm, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get the salmonella and then I'm yeah. going to be sick. And then I can get really sick. Like what? Really sick. Really, what really, really sick. Like if you ever had the food poisoning and the stuff, like it's the worst thing in the world when you get that stomach thing. But that, Nick, I, it, 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 it very well might be the same guy, but eating a Costco hot dog for 10 straight days is not that bad. I saw a guy do it for, he did it for a week and he lost, he lost weight doing it. So like it's Costco hot dogs are good. I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of Costco. I, I'm a Costco mark. You get a deal with the South point. I'll go down there every day and eat a hot dog. If right. You do it. Hell yeah. A hot dog. Eat I love hot dog. dog is okay. I'll yeah, put it's cooked. On it. It's cooked. It's, it's like cooked them. meat. It's not a raw, raw chicken. chicken. <laughs> yeah. It's not. You want to throw up right now. It's a fair point. JPC. Yeah. People ate Todd pods. Are we surprised? No, we're, we're not. Good call. Good call, call. Claire chick. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh no. All the views till you die. I agree with Rock. Yes. All the views until you until you die. And There's a guy can, eating skyline chili every day, Jason. That's cooked though. I mean, that's that's good. I mean, I I, I had don't like the skyline at all. You don't all. like it? At all. Oh, I had it once. In the Come airport. at me, people from Cincinnati. At Sports BK can sink. Skyline chili sucks. Sucks. It's no good. And someone has to tell me, is the chili in the airport the same as the chili? Because I had it in the airport. I had a layover in Cincinnati. And Skyline I ate it. chili. Well, you know, sometimes it's not like the real thing. People will say like, uh, you had like the airport Wait, version. This is breaking news. What do you mean? It's not the real thing. It's Skyline chili, but it's at the airport. So it's not the real thing. I mean, have you ever gone to legal seafood before? Legal? Yeah. 
So legal, legal seafood, seafood is like is is like the it's what? a Boston brand that's very popular. It's all over New England. Okay, but the version of it in the airport is not the version you get when you go to the restaurant. It's not nearly as good. It's just a quickie version of it. So people will say the Skyline Chili at the airport. Someone's told me this. Like you had Skyline Chili. I'm like, yeah, at the airport. They're like not the same. I completely unaware of this. The Possibly. airport got fake shit. Not fake, but like you can't do this. You can't bring in the same way. Like it's cooked somewhere else and it gets transported in. So it's not as fresh. It's all these different things that go into it. I mean, you can't use a real knife. You need plastic knives at the airport. Like, you know, <laughs> they don't even trust us. Well, that 20, you gotta use, 25 yeah. years after 9-11, we're still not trusted with actual silverware anymore. <laughs> they don't trust us still. So all you know. the cans. Oh, <laughs> Mikey awesome. The wrench said, there goes that sponsorship in Cincinnati. Yes. Yeah, Skyline. I mean, I'll try it again. Maybe I had it only at the airport. <laughs> I, I went to Cincinnati last year. Yep. My brother, brother, Doug, he eats it, but brother Doug eats everything. Uh, I, I had know. I had it at the airport, and I remember going like, "It's okay." I mean, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't like, "Oh my god!" Like people were like, "Skyline's the best thing." I was like, "Okay, let me try it." And I was like, eh? "So like when you get the food like like here, if you get Skyline chili in Vegas, is that the real thing? How do you get it in Vegas? I swear I had Skyline Chili somewhere here in, in Vegas. Vegas? There's a space making Somebody Skyline. brought it out, like a, like opened up a joint. That, that I mean, like Skyline when you go Chili. to the D, right, and they have the Coney Island dogs, if you're from New York and you go eat the Coney, you, you, it doesn't feel like you're Nathan's. eating right. Nathan, sorry, or, yeah, or Nathan's Nathan. hot dog, whatever it is, yeah. at the D. The, you don't feel like you're eating a New York hot dog. You're eating a facsimile, a facsimile, facsimile, a fax, a fake version of facsimile. Facsimile. Get to that word. A fake, a um, fake version of it. I don't know. I mean, I had a sausage and peppers in a million places, but that sausage and pepper sandwich outside of Fenway Park. Oh, was, what's it? Cart, I mean, right? I mean, damn, the cart, 20, I was, 20 years of seasoning on that grill. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Yeah, it's tremendous. I mean, even the kids were like, this we is went back for a second. Yeah, it's like different. That was, it was just a perfect night, man. We saw that Red Sox play the, play the Royals. The Red Sox won. We had a nice. rain delay. The game took four and a half hours. We come outside. We're starving. And that guy gave us those things. Is uh, Goroff from Detroit? How does Goroff. he know? The, how does he know the, the American Coney Island at the D is not that far off? Because that's what I'm talking Goroff's about. Goroff's a very knowledgeable, historical dude. Like he knows things. <laughs> like we, we got one star. I'm trying to get him on the payroll oh. best I can. The kid can play music. He can. You know, he's, he's oh, his player. family's from Detroit. Okay, there we go. Thank so you. From Detroit. Thank you. Nice. Yes, Nathan's natural casings for hot dogs are delicious. I agree. I what where are you on on Chicago Italian beef? We got to go to Chicago and have somebody explain it to me. I have like it. I've had way. it. I've had it. I've had it. I've just got. I mean, it's 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 good. It's really good. It's it's okay. Yeah. Like I got to get the real stuff. I've been in Vegas eating Chicago beef. Right? Have you gone? Have you watched the Bear at all? The show, the Bear. No. Oh, you I should. thought you meant Felica. No, 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 no. The show, the Bear. It's it's <laughs> on. It's it's about an Ital- It's about a, a restaurant that makes Italian beef in Chicago. Oh, it's really good. It's a really good, it's a really good show, but it's Chicago is, I don't do your hot dogs. Okay. But Chicago beef. Yeah. You don't do 
Like the whole with the way they do their the way they do their hot dogs in Chicago, I I I I I don't mess with. Oh, they put a lot of shit on the hot dogs in Chicago. Look, I'm from Boston. Okay, we do one thing and one thing only. We put ketchup on our hot dogs. You guys, nah, call, you've done it. You guys call us children. You think we're babies? Whatever, nah, it's fine. Done. That's what we do. That's all. We're from New England. That's what we do. So, I I my palate has expanded exponentially since I left New England. Our food is bland and boring. I, I, I 100% just concur. like your city. Now, Boston's not bland and boring. We're the bland opposite. And boring, just like we're the opposite. Of, our food is bland and boring, but we're the opposite of bland and boring as a as a city. But our food is that way. And I, I, I and I used to fight it. You'd be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Until I started living and moving around the country, and I was like, "Holy shit, you're right. Wow, our food really is bland." But that's one way I do do that. I just I'm a straight ketchup hot dog person. That's it. Nothing else. We're done. And that infuriates from Chicago. I might as well be like, you know, I'm I'm defacing a public. You know, you know, statue by saying I do that. You got to be careful. Oh, they're they, so into it. They treat the hot dog thing very serious. This Italian beef thing. I mean, you know, serious. Kelly, our, our, our guy Kelly from Omaha, that's what yeah. he ran. He ran the Chicago Doghouse. That was his thing. The Sausage King. Sausage King of Omaha. Yes, that's what he ran. He ran a Chicago Doghouse. My guy Iggy, who you met hmm? at the Omelet Cafe here, another Chicago guy. Gonna have to have him on the show again. We're gonna have to. That's that we got to do a local show. We're gonna go there. Woo. We're gonna do a BVB lunch meetup, and we're gonna do that there. But I have so many things. Chicago. I, he just opened a pizza place. I can't wait for that. I'm so hungry. I mean, I, I'm in the point where I just want to eat everything, and I can't eat anything. That like last night was hard, man. I was so hungry. I'm so hungry right now. I want to eat everything. <laughs> like I'm, just, I'm going there for lunch after the doctor's appointment. I just decided. You just decided. Ju- I'm going do to Iggy's pizza joint for lunch. Good or for to Omelette Cafe. One of the two. Let's roll through the games here before you, you, have to the, you have to go to the doctor. We've got 25 minutes left before you got to get here. Uh, Duke is down to six and a half tonight at Miami. Uh, after yesterday, you want to lay points on the road? Absolutely not. <laughs> no I'm not. No chance. I got seven last night. Yeah, no chance. Yeah. I Duke, this should be a win. And people are, I, I know there's an injury for Miami. I don't really care. Miami has sucked the last two weeks, three weeks, really. Yeah. They are hanging on by a thread. They need a win so desperately over a team like Duke, and we've seen Duke blow games before. So it's back to seven. Okay, thanks, Butchie. Back to seven. Okay, it was six. Duke by four. I agree. That's what Kempom has it as. That's what, it, it's going to be a lower scoring game. I mean, or maybe at six. I can't remember one of these games. I have it at four, but uh, your team, Penn State. You guys dismissed your best score over the weekend. What the Penn State. I forget. I, I forget the whole story. I didn't see it, but no, that's why the number is seven and a half now. Another one. You want to lay points on a row? I, don't. I would in this game, but I'm not going to. I think Illinois does kill Penn State tonight, but I wouldn't. I'm not going to lay it. Right. Home game. Alabama's laying eight and a half against Florida. This number's too heavy. This is I, I Bama wins the game, but I can't lay eight and a half. Florida can't score, keep up with this team, can they? This oh, is they can, 174. Well, they can score. I that's said a, this total's gonna be high. I didn't even look one. Bet the under. <laughs> bet under. Uh, that's, bet under? Too high. Yes, yeah, too high. But Florida can score. Florida can run and score. They can, they're an over team. 
Alabama's an over team, but I don't. Alabama's defensively. They Wait, are def- hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. Penn State's playing a game at Rec Hall. They're not playing in the big building. They're playing in the little building that I went to the games in. The little band box, 6,500 people, madhouse screaming. Is that right, Jay Dow? Jay Park? They're playing the at Rec Hall? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Outright is right. They may win. That game's going under. You want to talk about loud? That place resonated. I, my ears are still ringing from when the Fab Four came in 28 years ago. 29. Look at all the Penn State folks. They're all fired up. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I'm fired up now. Wow. That game's at 330? Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, they ain't played a game in there in a long time. That place. Oh, man. Oh. Now we got, I mean, you guys got me fired up. We got Penn State guys in the chat. I didn't know Jay Park. I didn't know Nikki Saramello. Now I know. <laughs> Penn State plus the points. Done. Okay. Um, this one, you like under? This yeah. total's 174, P. Ralt. Bama's defensive. Bama total got to be over. They may put up a hunch. They could, and they have. I mean, that's not out, that's not, not out of the realm. I mean, they, they, if they want, if Bama, they're like the Jays. I mean, if they hit their threes, Bama can score, name name it. I mean, Bama scored 100 their last game, 109 the game before that, 81, 99, 109, 101, 111, 102, 102, 105. So they've scored 100 points. One, two, three, four, five. They scored 99 against Oregon. Six, seven, eight times they've scored. If you include 99, nine times they've had nine. What's their team total? 99 points or higher for Alabama. What's their Uh, team total? Let's find out. I'm going to guess their team total for this game is going to be 89 and a half. No, 93 and a half. Ooh. Um, Let's see. Where's Alabama Alabama team total? Eight point spread, 174 total. 92, 84. 92 team, uh, team props. Let's see. Bama 92 and a half. Ooh, I was there close. Right. Close. Yikes. Over to. The- oh, they're going to put up a hunch. <laughs> Probably. I mean, it's possible. So maybe that's the way you want to play that game and go ahead and play Alabama team total over right. 92 and a half. Dayton laying two on the road at George Mason. This is screaming dog. Oh, man. Are we going to get Casey Clark mad at us? He's, Maybe. Is he the Dayton guy? Three-point win for George for, for Dayton, according to Kempom, at George Mason. George Mason on the year, 17-8, and 6-6 six and six in the A-10. Dayton. I like Dayton. Okay. I'm going to lay it on the road with Dayton. I stayed, I stayed away. I ain't a fan of Dayton, George Mason. I don't like those numbers. Okay. It's early start. We got to look at stuff. Guess what I'm doing at lunchtime? Looking at all, all right. this basketball. I'll be fired on all this basketball. Kentucky laying six and a half. It was seven. Now it's six and a half at LSU. Uh, is this the dreaded letdown spot? 100%. After their last win? 100%. This is the exact same handicap uh, as UConn. Damn it. They went on the road to Auburn and whacked them. And now they're on the road. And LSU is desperate. They they absolutely have to have it. Six on the road now. 
Down to six? Okay. Or yeah. seven. Hit refresh at six. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. LSU's not very good, are they? Home team. Give me LSU. Again, I don't understand. I mean, not that Ken Palm is like the end-all be-all, but Ken Palm has this as a four-point win. 84-80. Right. Yeah. Number seven at one point. I heard the guys on ESPN Sports Center talking about Ken Palm. It's pretty impressive. Were they really? Yeah. Good for yeah, Ken, Palm. To Ken Palm. Listen, huh. everybody's watching the show. It's fine. Everybody's <laughs> we're teaching everybody. I don't mind. I don't mind. Just say thank you. When I see you, at least say thank you. Right. And then finally for college basketball, how about this number? New Mexico's leg seven against CSU. Seven. Oh, this number seems gigantic to me. This is a four point win for New Mexico, but I don't want to, I don't want to take points on the road. Times that game start. Let's late New Mexico, Colorado state, seven o'clock start our time Pacific 10 o'clock Eastern seven. Hmm. Palm has has a four point win. For New Mexico. They're coming off of a loss on the road. It fits my trend that they were a dog, but they're not. They're home. They're laying seven. I was like, I want to bet New Mexico, but yikes. Seven is heavy. Make you play a premium. Yeah, that's a premium price right there, son. Not crazy about it. Not crazy about laying it. I think the number's excellent. I mean, I don't know. We got hoop heads in here right now. Put up a poll before we get out of here. Put up a poll. We got... Uh, 17 minutes left in the show. So put up a poll vote. Make me work here. Are you laying seven or take it seven? I think more people will take. I Probably think more people will take. I mean, I think I think I think it's the better play. It's just expensive. I think you get beat by free throws at the end. We got to get Ciramello. Uh He got to come out. To, we got to meet this kid. He's in Ooh. here every day. He's giving us ideas. Associate producer Nikki Ciramello. Mm-hmm. Let Gorov show him around town. Hang out. <laughs> Great. Gorov, we're going to need you to picking up people, dropping them off, all this other stuff. Driver for the weekend. I think we can get that arranged. I don't know. But it's going to be so much fun. Show at Resorts World Thursday and Friday. Everything we've talked about. Yeah, I, I people here. Jada, I'm with you at, right there. <laughs> look, look, look at don't quit your job, Nikki. Hold on, Nikki. <laughs> Hold, on. Hold on. We got to, Nikki, we're working on getting stuff. Don't Hello. quit no jobs yet. Yeah, don't do that. Can't yet. pay you nothing yet, Nikki. Yeah, Please don't. relax. Don't do, don't do it yet. Look, um, we got people. I mean, we got security force. We do. We got Absolutely. Them. Yeah, we got that for sure. Things happen. Uh, let's go to hockey. Bruins, yeah. Oilers tonight. Good game. Great game. Bruins Good are scuffling. Game. Bruins are scuffling big time, though. I'm Did worried. You, are you saving that Raider story for tomorrow? Yeah. Please. That's going to be outstanding. Yeah. yeah. We'll, do, we'll, do it to, we'll do the Raider we'll story tomorrow. that one for tomorrow. I'm running out of time. Right. Oh, we're good. Um, good hockey game tonight, P. Roll. Number's a little short, no? Yeah, I think it is. I, I, I like Edmonton at 140. I do. No question. Yeah, I, I like the Oilers. But, but 
The bees did find a way to win that last home game on the ninth shootout round. I mean, that was that's fine. It's a win as a win, but this number's coming down. They're playing the Bruins. <laughs> Numbers play just a value play. Take Boston at plus. Like yeah. you don't get them. You don't get them at plus very often. Correct. This much. It's like you've done this before. You just <laughs> you just talked it right to. The, that's exactly what's going on. The book Whoa. knows that too. One forty down to twenty twenty five. That's true. Drop that much. Twenty and twenty five. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Bottom dropped out of that number. That's yeah. That's Oof. so. Somebody ain't playing goal for for Edmonton, right? Skinner. Something. What do you mean? Is it Skinner? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's okay. what I was looking at, was looking at last night. Tell you right now. Yeah. I mean, for the projected starters, but uh, it's Skinner expected, all mark expected. Okay. So, I mean, it's not backups for Edmonton in, in that. You don't get the Bruins at a plus price. You Fine. said it right there. That's a very good handicap. So, good luck if you like the Bruins. Wow. Look at that. Minus 120. That's the lowest number in the world right now. Look at that. Sharp money on the Bruins tonight. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Only trip in. Listen, Bruins got that Alberta swing. They got coming up. Yep. uh, They got Vancouver, Calgary, and then Seattle. Little four game road trip. Of the four, how many did they win, P Roll? Two. Good number. Two under minus one twenty. As a big Calgary, most likely. Most likely. I mean, but the other three could be. Eh, yeah. Eh. No. I mean, Bruins aren't playing well. I mean, they, they're in a. I told you when I watched that press conference, I was really surprised at just the way that the Bruins coaching staff was just sort of like, "Look, it's February. Like, as long as we play the way I want us to play, the outcome doesn't matter." Right. Like our style of play is going to win in the long term. So if we lose, you know, four or five games in a row, so what? <laughs> it was just like, holy shit. Okay. Like, interesting. It's very honest. Like, telling the NHL our season's too long. And, you know, we're just going to play our style of hockey. And if we play our style of hockey, I'm, I'm okay. Right. All right. <laughs> like, you, you didn't have a good homestand, but. You know, so we'll see how that goes down. But yeah, I would, I, I like Edmonton tonight, but we'll see. Toronto laying $2 at Arizona tonight. Uh, if I has so much going on, this would be one. I got to go. We got to go to Arizona, period. I mean, for the final. To watch hockey. Minutes, yeah, I, I really. I, I, yeah, for sure. You know, just to see it. Yep. So we can understand it better for the handicap. And, yep. you know, because how in the hell does Toronto go in there? I'm guessing there's probably going to be a lot of Maple Leaf fans there. This is an opportunity for them to see. Tougher ticket, though. Down there. It's not like Vegas. 5,000 tickets. Eh. It's a harder seat to get. Arizona's playing as bad as any team in hockey right now. Game's going over. Sonic is there. We got to go see Sonic for sure. I know. 100%. We got people in Arizona. We got people everywhere. I can't wait to take the show on the road and mm. say we're coming to mm. see who comes out mm. and have lunch and hang out and all this other stuff, making this, you know, thing fun because we know we can go somewhere and feel like we got guys, boots on mm. the ground, friends, cousins, everybody. It's great. <laughs> cousins. Cuz, what's up, cuz? Hey, home slice. 
You're wearing a hat. I got a hat. Get a hat. Let's go. Right. This is this is our, our our gambling portion of the show. Census survey comes out that New York generated 37% of all U.S. sports betting tax revenue Damn. in in 2023. Man. They took 37 cents out of every dollar raised by local governments went to New York. Do you think there's some states who are kicking themselves right now for what they did? Or are they cool with the tax rate where it is? Um, meaning they should have asked for a higher percentage. Yeah. Higher tax rate. That's what the state that that's what you mean. They're kicking themselves for what would, yeah, like they, what would they, the states be kicking themselves for? Because their tax rate's too low compared to what New York has. <sighs> There's more people in New York. It's hard to, it's, it's, it's like comparing us to Pat, which everybody keeps doing. You know, okay. you, it's very hard because it's a different, they're in a different league. They have more people. They should right. be generating. I don't think the number is that surprising. A third of the tax revenue from sports betting is from the biggest state in the country. But the highest they have rate. the biggest tax rate too. Right. You think I was upset that they got sports betting? No. But what about Ohio? Calls. What about Ohio? What about Illinois? What about Michigan? Well, Large. Illinois saw it. They, they their tax rates higher, and they got big money for licensing fees. I mean, Pennsylvania got big money states. at the top. Pennsylvania yeah. took, they went a different route. They wanted the money up front. They wanted $10 million for a license. No, but Pennsylvania is 37% with the taxes. And Pennsylvania did it really right. Yep. Massachusetts, they're finding out a lot of things. Did you see that the, the gaming commission person is stepping down? Yeah, we knew that. Head, we knew that. Yeah. And she resigned. Um, folks are leaving right. Massachusetts because maybe it's not all it's advertised to be. Well, it is, but you can't compete. That's the problem. So, yeah, that's an interesting headline. I don't think anybody's – there's there's somebody kicking themselves. They would have done some things different, 100%. I don't know if the tax rate would be one. What about Jersey? Do you think Jersey wants a higher tax rate if their neighbor – or do they like the spillover coming from the from New York to Jersey? Because the average player doesn't give a crap. They don't care what you're paying for a tax Didn't rate. Didn't we do the story yesterday on New Jersey's parlay handle? Yep. <laughs> I think New Jersey's just fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think New Jersey's yep. just fine. Yep. And I yep. think the companies are really fine that are in both. I can tell you that. Because we can get the <laughs> go back and forth. parlay handle down there, and we can get the stripe bets and other stuff handled there. That's that's pretty easy. And a limo ride, if you live in New York to, to New Jersey, pretty easy. Easier to take the path than it is to take a limo. It's fast. It's faster. <laughs> but the people that are betting the, the amounts of money, they probably take limos. Probably not. I don't know. Well, I've oh. seen the pretty. I've seen rich people on the on the path. It's a hell of a lot faster. Tunnels suck. Tunnels can be a pain in the ass. You say a lot of crazy shit sometimes, and I. But you are right. Tunnels suck there. It's the worst. You get stuck for tunnels and bridges. That George Washington Bridge made me never want to drive again. How much is that now? Is it like twenty two dollars? What is it? It's like I remember. I remember going over, going. This is actually a a toll. It's like seventeen, eighteen dollars. It's like twenty something now. Right? Yeah, it's like twenty two dollars. Right to go over it. 
I don't know. When you rent a car now, you get that thing on your your windshield. Then you get right. a bill later, and you're like, "What the? What is this? This cost more." This bill. When we went back east and we did those drives, the bill for the tolls and the bridges cost more than it cost me to rent the car for a week. Yeah, I was like, I had no idea that everything costs this much. Like it's a lot. You know why people are angry in the Northeast? I've told you. Driving, this. sitting in traffic, not going nowhere. Bad weather, honking, and paying for it. Paying for it, bad weather, grumpy people, Stucks. too many people. Oh, it's it's the worst. Terrible. Time for better to. All right, I'm going with Miami. I got a worse number than what's up right now. You can get a better, better number than I. I'm taking five and a half. Okay. Miami against Duke. This is there's too many questions here. I'll ride with the with the blue blood. All that other crap. You're probably right, but I'd say book it. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you take the points. Favorite's got to win one of these times, maybe. LSU plus seven. Oh, run out. Chalky, chalky. You want to lay it? This is at Alabama, right? No, this is LSU's in Kentucky. Kentucky's at. Oh, home. LSU, Kentucky. We're home. We're home. Oh, LSU's- bet this. Take yeah. the points. Plus Let seven. And then, Not saying outright win, but maybe, but we're taking a point. I think it's L- I think it's Kentucky by three or four. I think Kentucky wins the game, but LSU. Yeah, I mean, they need LSU is going to play their asses off tonight. They yeah. have to have it. And I do think Kentucky has a letdown after what they did to Auburn last week or the or last game. They destroyed Auburn over the weekend. Mm. Big, but this is it for LSU. Like they've right. they've got to. And then finally, I like Xavier Lane five against Providence. It's there's some four and a halfs out there, but sneaky. I'm taking the home team backs, backs against the wall. They beat Providence by 20 earlier this year. And now they're at home. That was on the road. Now they're at home. Providence is really inconsistent. And Xavier with Sean Miller, like they have to win this game. They play Marquette next week uh, in the next game this weekend. They play two of the last five games of the year against Marquette. Like they, if they want to make the tournament, it's go time for them right now. Xavier at home against Providence, five and one fifty and a half. Lay it. If you got to play it, I think lay it. Like Teddy covers, let's say some playing. I'm laying. Yeah, bet it. I like Xavier t- tonight yeah. to win to win and to cover against Providence. Yes. Uh no super chats today because of the time. I know you guys are all kind of on a on a. On a the boys showed up though. Thank yes. you. For, I appreciate you guys for, all for showing being up here. early. Start. We got this out of the way. I can't wait. So many people were gonna like. Click on like at eleven o'clock and go. Wait, there's already a show done. <laughs> like this is crazy. Told them yesterday. Oh yeah, but like people don't realize that they'll be clicking on going. Oh wait, the show started already, so they you can watch. Tweeted it at Sports Talk, Matt. Yep. I tweeted it at Sports B Cake and Sig, and we tweeted it at the show at Boston versus the book. Listen, I know a lot of people aren't on the X or not on the X. That's how we communicate with a lot of people. Right. We've got over fifty thousand followers just with those three accounts right there. Reach out, DM. The show at Boston versus the book. Get your hat for the for for the for the BVB weekend in Vegas, March Madness. We're gonna have to officially call it something. I can't wait to see what they come up with. They're doing stuff for us. I mean, E did that big poster. I did. Like I'm still making that into a t-shirt. We have to. I'm still doing that. We have to. For, I got Butchie texting me, said I'm working on a t-shirt deal for you guys mm-hmm. right now. T-shirts and hoodies. Listen, wow! I can get it done. Get that it done, right? Get yeah. it done. Yeah, hundred percent. We want get to hand that stuff done. out at the giveaway. 
have yeah. everybody show up in gear would be uh, great. Favorite thing about today. Push. We got three minutes to roll, so you got to get out of here. Favorite thing about today? Early start on the show. Yes. But yesterday it rained a whole day. Did. It rained a lot. Rain, rain. Rain, rain. Messed everything up. Everybody was crying, complaining, bitching in this house. We had a lot of ocean of estrogen Ooh. issues yesterday. I wake up this morning and get told, peace, see you later. I got this. I got that. I got this. I got that. I do, all I want to know, who who's taking the kid to school? That's all I want to know. Favorite thing about today is that Kendall got to school. Awesome. And I was not involved. <laughs> Rest of the day, smooth sailing, baby. We got doctor's appointment. I got to go see. I got to go see this guy. He's crazy. But hopefully everything goes good. Lunch with Iggy. Maybe have some Chicago beef. I'm not having that thick style pizza. I get the thin stuff. I and then we got, uh, we got tonight on the show. I love the early start. It helped. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Good job, P-Roll. Fun stuff. Uh, real quick, two things. Well, this is not my favorite thing about today, but Justin Fields just was interviewed uh, on a podcast. Yeah. And he was asked, why did he unfollow the Bears? He confirmed it saying, I'm just not trying to have football on my timeline. It's either keep Fields or draft Caleb. I just want it to be over. <laughs> the poor kid. It's like, he's just like... I'm done with all of you. Stop talking about me. Just where am I playing football next year? That's it. Does someone tell me? I can relate though. Sucks. Like, I agree. It's, it's you have to. I mean, when it's stuff just keeps appearing in your feed, it's like enough. Yeah. So uh my favorite thing about today is the fact that we get to announce, we got to announce that the shows are happening. And I'm already on a massive countdown in my head for the live shows on March 21st and 22nd, live at Resorts World from the Red Tail Lounge, where we're going to be set up, propped up, and watching games. The tournament's going to be so fun this year. Love to see all you guys again. We don't have the codes yet, but you can shop for airfare now. You can start looking for flights if you want to come on in, or you're going to drive in. It is happening. We're going to be there live the first two days of the tournament, Thursday and Friday. And then hanging out Saturday, it's going to be a whole, our second ever BVB weekend here in Las Vegas at Resorts World coming up. So we hope to see all of you guys easily. My favorite thing about today is the ability to tell you guys and invite you. And we can't wait to see all of you. We're going to have to call it something, P-Roll. BVB weekend. No, I know, but like something with the madness or whatever. Like we're going to, we're going to have well, to. can't call it March people. Madness because that's trademark. So. Right. BB, you can call it BVB Madness if you want. I mean, that's, that's law. That's allowed. But everyone calls BBB it that. Bash Brigade, something. Brigade. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll work on it. We got time to we'll work figure it on out. Twenty first, twenty second, March. Resorts World live shows. Come see us. Dave's going to his doc appointment. We're back tomorrow, normal time for you guys. Yes. Thank you, We're on Sports Grid. Thank you. It's all one show, no bonus time. We apologize. Back tomorrow, we'll do bonus oh. time. Dave, Matt, back on a Thursday tomorrow for BVB. We are Penn State. At recall, let's they're gonna, go. They're going to lose. Stop talking. <laughs>